The iPhone 12 is officially out, so we thought it's a perfect time to discuss how to properly switch cell phones on this edition of your Cardano Update. Good Tuesday evening to everyone out there. Today is November 3rd, 2020. I'm James Kiever with United States of Cardano. I handle the newscast, but David and Isaac, my business partners, are all about the stake pool, United States of Cardano. And together we form a crack team of SPOs dedicated to those who delegate to our stake pool and the Cardano community as a whole. Speaking of delegates... So I just got back from the Apple store and I got my new iPhone 12 Pro, the new blue version. Elijah, a local delegate who stakes with United States of Cardano, reached out to us about upgrading his phone. It's a brand new phone, sort of ready to get set up and started. Elijah has a warning for anyone upgrading their phone. You know, that excitement of getting a new phone, you just want to, you know, I, I did a trade-in version, so I sort of like was excited to get it, gave him my new phone, had this new fresh phone, um, want to get it started right away. And I had forgot about some of the things that I needed, which was mostly the two-factor authentication apps. And if you don't have it on your phone, it's a big complicated process to sort of get access back to those things. I know uh, I lost access to uh, one of the exchange sites. And so then it's that whole process of, you know, taking a photo of your driver's license and several days back and forth. And so to get all that stuff restored, it was a big hassle, so this time I thought I'd try to be proactive and have a plan before I gave my old phone away so I could get back access to all my accounts. But having gone through all this before brings no peace of mind, especially when money and investing is involved. We asked Elijah if he still has anxiety upgrading or switching phones, and his answer was not surprising. The more you sort of invest in this stuff, you know, there's the financial investment, you know, that nervousness about I'm doing something wrong and losing access. You know, we've heard all those stories about people that lost a lot of stuff on old computers and laptops. So it's something, especially, I, you know, I was able to get it resolved in about a week last time. So that was why this time, you know, I just, I just didn't want to have to deal with that. And so that's why I wanted to be proactive ahead of time um, before I changed my device out. Elijah, we are very thankful for your story and your trust in our stake pool. Upgrading phones is something we'll all have to do at some point. And while Elijah's experience gives us some unique insight, what do the experts have to say when it's time to upgrade the old tele? As it turns out, Vic, a cybersecurity expert of many years who's been on the show several times, now is happy to talk to us about all of this today. Vic with Sparta Stakepool, ticker SPRTA, spreading his cybersecurity love to our audience on this Security Mindset Tuesday. Vic, as always, very grateful to have you on the show. James, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Now, you saw the segment with our delegate Elijah. Switching phones has been bit in the past, not thinking the transition out properly, being proactive this time around. Do you have any pointers on switching phones from a cybersecurity mindset perspective? Yeah, I think Elijah hit one of the big ones, which is your multi-factor authentication apps, right? You have to kind of plan how you transition between those. Some of them give you codes that you can use, you know, if you don't have access to the app itself. And some, you know, web-based applications or, or websites require you to disable the uh, multi-factor authentication um, while you reconfigure the second phone. 
So you definitely have to plan carefully for that. Uh, but the other thing you really have to keep mindful of is data, right? Um, many apps have the capability to back up data to the cloud, but some do not. So just make sure that you know you really vet where your data is and make sure that you don't have that one document you scan that you need, you know, that then you know, lose or goes away because you you, uh, you went too far. So that's that's my advice. But it's not just backing up your phone. Once the phone is backed up and you're sure you've got everything in the cloud, you want to reset your phone too, right? Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm a little uh, you know paranoid, you know, in a healthy way. So I like to make sure that when I trade the phone, that I'm the one who factory defaults to the phone. I want to make sure that it happens because oftentimes what happens with these phones is they're resold in secondary markets. And the last thing you want is for your phone to end up in somebody else's hand somewhere else in the world with your data on it. So, I, again, I want to make sure I factory reset the phone and see it happen. Absolutely. Very good advice. Now, the other thing to worry about is bloatware. Can you talk to us about what we should be looking uh, for when it comes to bloatware? Yeah, so, you know, Android phones are, unfortunately, you know, they're infamous for bloatware, right? It depends on the vendors. Some of them are, you know, um, worse than others. But bloatware is, is basically, they're apps that are installed um, by either the vendor or the carrier on top of the Android, uh, the basic Android OS um, um, function. So, and, and many of these apps are never really used by people, so they're just superfluous and they, oftentimes they clutter your, your desktop, they take up space on your hard drive, they consume additional battery and, and, and data in the background, and they make your device slower, right? So I would say, you know, make sure you do disable these apps that you're not using. Um, if you're going to go with a, with a phone that has a skin, which is essentially the bloatware. Alternatively, I would say, if I were to buy an Android phone today, I would go with something like a Pixel that has a stock version of Android. That way, I don't have to worry about that kind of you know, bloatware or additional apps that are basically useless. Um, if, if I were to go with a, uh, a something that has a skin, it would be something like a, like a Samsung that has an application like a, like a Dex, which is pretty compelling because it gives you the ability to have a Linux machine on your phone, essentially. All you have to do is, is connect a, a keyboard, a mouse, and an external display, and you have your Linux machine. But I'm a techie. Right, so that would be a compelling uh, feature for me. That may not be the right, you know, reason for other people, but you know, I would say just you know weigh your options. I, I, you know, for the most part, for most people, I would say that stock version of Android is probably the better direction to go in. Good advice there, Vic. Now, what about patching? What do we need to know about patching? Well, let's discuss patching in, in two different contexts. One is the, uh, the apps that you know come from, you know, the bloatware from the vendor. There's still, you know, open questions as to, you know, how serious the vendors take, you know, the patching of these apps. And the answer is it depends on the vendor that you go with. Some vendors are very slow to, to patch these apps and therefore you're susceptible to longer. Others are, are much faster. For example, Samsung has a pretty good reputation for patching apps. The second um, story around patching is the Android OS itself. Um, when, a, when a patch is released, you know, because Android is deployed onto many different pieces of hardware by many different vendors, it takes time for them to 
to test the patch and okay the QA and then release it to their um, constituencies, right, to their customers. So um, again, different vendors have, you know, do better at this. Google's number one, Samsung's number two. Um, I believe that um, Nokia is, 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 uh, is up there as well. But there are others like Asus, for example, that, that don't, don't do very well. So just look into your, your uh, manufacturer and how well they do at patching both apps and the OS itself. Very good, Vic. We truly thank you for taking time to speak with us about all this. Switching phones is something we all have to do at some point. Again, appreciate you sharing all this with us. And we'll talk to you the first Tuesday of December for the next Security Mindset Tuesday. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's our show for you today, and we truly appreciate you watching. Please like this video and subscribe to our channel, and consider United States of Cardano as a pool you'd like to stake with. Our ticker is USA01. And if you need any help at all delegating to our pool, reach out to us on one of these channels, and we'll make sure you get squared away. If you'd like to see more of Vic and his fantastic cybersecurity recommendations, here's a link to the last episode of Security Mindset Tuesday, where he talks about hot cyber topics you should be tracking on. I'm James Keever, and that's your Cardano Update.